he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. So what has happened is this, okay, and I'm going to recap things for you real quick, because I think that the more, you know, like a microscope, sometimes you, you focus really close so you can see the little intricate details, and sometimes you have to focus out so that you can see the whole picture. And I think that occasionally we have to focus out uh, on this book because the book is not chronological. And so it, that makes it kind of confusing to figure out what goes with what and what happens after this and that. But here's what I believe, and I, I believe that we believe correctly, um, is happening. Right now during the church age, all right, 2019, we are seeing all of the foundation stones being put together for this Antichrist to come on the scene and for uh, that this one world government to be instituted. History always does repeat itself and it says in the book of Ecclesiastes that, that there is nothing new under the sun. Okay? So we can read this stuff that we're reading and we're thinking it's brand new, but somewhere along the line, we can point to history where this has happened before. Now, where are we at now? Well, let's think about the whole world, first of all, okay? The whole world, pretty much, is in turmoil. Would you admit that? Well, the whole world's pretty much in turmoil. And the Bible says that the creation groans. The creation groans, waiting for the revelation of the sons of God, that's us. Creation is growing. You see, when Adam sinned, God subjected the animal, plant, and human kingdom to It was subjected to decay. Even the plants. The plants didn't sin, but they were subjected to decay. It's really things die. With that said, when Adam sinned, he really um it was really a boon to Satan and a, uh, I'm sure it was, if you, if you could ascribe emotions to God, then I mean, so now we've got murder and we haven't, we haven't even got to the four chapters, okay? And then we see that, uh, before the flood of Noah, it says that the earth was us, okay? Jesus said that as it was in the days of Noah, they uh, forgotten the God of their, their forefathers. You've got to remember that um, even when the flood occurred, right, we were many generations away from Adam. There people that were people that had seen or heard of the things that happened in the past that were still alive, okay, right before the flood. Now, the flood comes, it wipes out all evil to me. Okay? You ever watch Ancient Aliens on television? Anybody ever see that show? It's really good. Now, the, the producers of the show don't quite realize that they are onto something. They're saying, of course, that aliens visited the Earth previously and Hawkman things uh, were, were very strong, 
the things that were Stonehenge, etc., etc. How can man lift those rocks, etc.? Well, he is like angels. They became demonic, and they were sent, if you will, by Satan into the earth to influence men and to do things. Well, before the flood, this was really uh, a problem. The, angel the demonic angelic realm was a real problem at this time. So, God wiped out Noah and his fellows. What we've got in 2019 is we've got turmoil really everywhere in the world. Right? And the slider by the day between the godly and the ungodly. Right? In Romans chapter 1, it talks, you can only, I can only say from our country, because we live in our country, the truth is definitely being suppressed. People are calling what is evil, and that was him, period. Okay? That's intolerable, if you think about it. He said there, there are many roads that lead to destruction. So the seeds are being planted right now, some of them are being harvested. We have seen uh, several ancient kingdom empires listed in Daniel, listed in Revelation, listed in other parts of the Bible that have come to be, and they have had interactions with the Jewish people that have not been good. You know, it's interesting if you think about this. You say, well, why did God chose Abraham. Okay. Why did the Jews become God's chosen people? One of uh, an important rabbi in the past of the Jews said because of all the tribulation that the Jews have gone through, he said why can't somebody else be the chosen people for a while? You know what I mean? God chose Abraham because he believed in God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. What God said to Abraham, Abraham believed. You know, it's interesting, but against all promises in Romans, Abraham believed that he would get, and came to the tent and said, well, you're going to have a son, and Sarah laughed. You know, because Sarah was, you know, she wasn't really sure that God was going to do that. In fact, I, I think probably she had kind of lost the faith because she told uh uh, Abraham to go into her uh, maidservant, Hagar, and that that would be the promised child. And that's where the uh, Arabs and the that race of people came through Ishmael. So, but Abraham, when you think about this, the Jews were responsible for telling people about the one true God. Okay? The Jews, the Jewish race, would be the race that the same world would come out. The Messiah. How incredible is that? We see in past chapter 5, that race is very prominent in this book. Verse 19 is this. Religion, Christianity will say, is being somewhat discredited by Certain politicians, certain rulers, certain presidents, certain uh, dictators, etc. Right? 
And what is coming in its place? There's a secularism that's coming in its place that says that science and says yes. So it doesn't make any difference what religion you belong to. You're going to end up in the same place because God is a loving God. And he would dare uh, uh, propose that any of his creatures go to hell. Well, this is, of course, directly against what Jesus taught. So we are being, if you will, immunized, okay, to the thought of science having all the answers. We are being programmed to think that we should be tolerant of people, regardless of what they want to believe, regardless if they want to be a man or a woman, or regardless if they want to be straight or in the schools. You know, if you think about Hitler, Hitler had a phenomenal youth program, okay, where he uh, brain, literally brainwashed the youth of his, of his country and day. And that is happening really around the world today, especially you think about the Muslim countries that hate Israel. They are being taught that Jews are uh, the children of Satan and that they are to be resisted uh, at, uh, at all costs. In the United States of America, in many schools, we are being taught that uh, homosexuality is okay. It's just another choice and God in, in, its, in its state. So, in 2019, we are continuing to be ready. Ready. The people of this world are continuing to be ready for an administration and an, and an administrator that will solve the problems of the world. Well, or disease, etc. Those are all problems of the world, are they not? Okay. The scientists are working on the diseases. Of course, we've got uh, scientific things that are working on uh, food production, etc. And uh, you see that we're playing. Science is way ahead of our thinking right now. I don't know if you knew this or not, but they are not only experimenting, but they are in working mode of being able to think things and have things done without touching You with me? Okay. For example, they're working on such mind control that, and they're coming close, that if I, in my mind, wanted that walker to move, they're working on how to do that. Right? They're working on communication without even having to talk. Just brainwaves, yes. This is a problem. If artificial in becomes down, there are computers, problems, and new things. Shows like the rest of these Tracy. You can do that now. Okay, only just a comic book or a or sci-fi movie is is about this. Okay? Have there been tech kingdoms in the past? In our day, I would say Saddam Hussein. I would say Gaddafi. You know, you look at China and Russia. 
I mean, those those are fairly anti-God, anti-Christian societies now. It's very Christian. Turkey, that's where the seven churches uh, in Revelation 2 and 3 are located. Turkey is now 99% Muslim, and that might even be conservative. So it's happening right before our eyes. And what is this? The turmoil in the world is going to breed a hunger for somebody to fix it. You know, if you look at, um, I mean, look at these politicians now. Look at Francis, uh, uh, president. Young, good looking guy, very charismatic, but very liberal, right? You look at, uh, for example, the, uh, he came out on television the other day and said to, uh, I'm addressing this to uh, Vice President Pence and uh, <coughs> who's our Secretary of State? Pompeo. Pompeo. Just to him. He said, listen, if you got a problem with me being gay, you better go talk to God because he's the one who made me. <laughs> and you know what? There are people that are accepting of that. There are people in this country that are of that explanation. Wow. And he's a young, good-looking guy that, that has a lot of charisma, etc. This we're going to visit this. Revelation 13, 1, and the dragon that Satan stood on the shore of the sea. And I saw a beast coming out of the sea. Daniel chapter 7, that there were four beasts. Remember something. God's kingdom. Mankind looks at man's kingdoms in terms of preciousness. The, the vision in chapter 2 of Daniel, the statue, the head of Babylon, the silver, that's the mean Persians. Gold are valuable metals, are they not? The chest, or the belly and thighs were of bronze. The legs were of iron. Iron is useful. The ten toes were of mixed iron and clay. Does clay mix with iron? No. So we're going to, the ten toes are what we're going to see this in just a minute. I saw a beast coming out of the sea. So this beast is some type of a kingdom, and its king is going to be the Antichrist. He had before. Stands for power, that's true. And what else? I'm going to look myself. That's pretty bad, isn't it? The horns stand for kingdoms. No, let me see. Really? I think the horns are. What are the horns, James? Horns are. I have a note that I didn't hear from your last revelation class. Horns are kings. Okay? Heads are empires. Success. He had ten horns, so that's ten kings. And seven heads, that's seven empires, with ten crowns on his horns. So that's power. And with each head, a blasphemous name. 
The beast I saw resembled a leopard. That's what Rishi we saw in Daniel chapter 7. The priests, that's the Medes and the Persians. We would call them the uh, Iranians. And like that of a lion, that was the head. That was Babylon. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great the beast his power and his throne and great authority. So we, we switch from a kingdom. I saw a kingdom beast coming out of the sea. He had ten horns and seven heads with ten crowns on his horn and on each head a blasphemous name. The beast I saw resembled a leopard but had feet like those of a barren mouth like that of a lion. That would be the kingdom. Now this this verse talks about the king. The dragon gave the beast and great authority. Now, stop there for just a minute. Sandra asked me last week, that's confusing to me with the horns and the heads and all the rest of the stuff. So I want you to think about it like this, okay? We could say that the, the United States of America was the beast. Okay, that's the kingdom, all right? We could say that the horns, okay, which represent kings, are the the senators or governors from each one of those states and some of those states may have more than one representative or say state kingdoms and these kings have a certain power right what's going to happen is this in Daniel that three kings empires may have had may have had ten kings to start but three of the empires or three of the kings are overcome in such a way. And this is not really hard to understand why. Think about what over Crimea. Crimea was a part of the Ukraine nation. And Russia just went in there and took it. Right? So that would be an example of a nation became part of another nation. Um, so we see here. It says, one of the heads of the beast seemed to have a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was astonished and followed the beast. Men worshipped the dragon because he was the beast, and they also worshipped the beast and asked, who is like the beast who could make war against him? Now, one of the problems that we run into is continuing to decipher are we talking about a king or are we talking about a kingdom? Okay? So it says one of the heads of the beast seemed to have a fatal wound. Heads equals empire. Okay, right? Forms equal kings. Is, am I right? You guys are just not helping me out at all. You guys are just as confused as I did. It's pretty bad. <laughs> All right, heads. I'm going to write this in my Bible. Heads equals empires. Forms equals kings. Okay? Now, one of the heads of the beast of the beast kingdom. In fact, if you look at Daniel, let me see if I can find it for you, okay? Let me read this to you because this will make more sense. Here's what it says. You find it. I believe it's in Daniel. Yeah, Daniel chapter 7. Here's what it says. 
it says, while I was thinking about horns, it came. There was a little one which came up among them, and three of the first horns were uprooted before him. This horn had the eyes of a man and a mouth that spoke, for he poses three kings before him. And so that's where we get our, our seven empires. You know, if you think about it for just a minute, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. You know, if you look, okay, let's let's the United States of America, for example, okay? What began as just a, a small band of settlers became a great country, didn't it? And the country annexed, if you will, or bought Alaska. Not only did it do it to Alaska, but it <coughs> annexed or bought Hawaii, right? Okay? So now we have the United States. We had Alaska, which belonged to Russia. We had the Hawaiian Islands, which belonged to themselves. And now they're annexed out with the Antichrist. Is that he's going to take over, just like Russia is now in Israel's backyard, Syria. Okay? Could Syria become a satellite state of Russia? You bet. That's what Russia did. I mean, and it took over uh, uh, the Stan nations, which were all Belarus, it took over uh, many other countries. Check this out. That might have been a Nazi. Is that a Nazi or is that That's Russian? Nazi. Check this out. Mm-hmm. That would be kingdom being hit and slain. So I always think back to even during our lifetime. When Russia basically, yeah, we felt like Russia was like not even a threat, you know, for you know twenty years, thirty years, and now basically Russia has resurrected itself. In who wants to reinvent the USSR? So let's do a little logical thinking here for just a minute. He had ten horns, it says in verse uh, uh, one. He had ten horns. So this beast, this kingdom, had ten kings, presidents, separate, and seven heads. So there were seven empires that were present here in this kingdom with ten crowns on his horns. Now, it says here, one of the heads, heads, you determined are what? Kingdoms, right? So determined when you see those, you can also say kings. So they are interchangeable for the most part. So one of the heads, one of the kingdoms of the beast, one of the empires of the beast seem to have failed wound. So if this is speaking of a country, it's speaking of a country, right? A nation. State, if you will. If it's speaking about the head of that nation state, then we would be talking about a man. So if we're talking about a man, then this man, we'll get back to this in just a minute because this is important. It says here, so heads of the beast seem to have a fatal wound, but the fatal wound has been healed. 
the whole world blamed, then worshipped the dragon, that would be Satan, because he had given authority to the beast, and they also worshipped the beast, and asked, who is like the beast, who can make war against him? That little horn of Daniel, chapter 7. The beast, to utter proud words and blasphemies. So this is is correct. If the dispensational theory is correct, then before the truth, chapter 4, verse 1. Okay? Now, if that's the case, this may be right here, because what is the world, what is the, how is the world going to explain what no billion will not going to What is the last one? What? Not to believe. There is no God. Okay, that's, that's one thing. Huh? Yeah. Don't let anyone deceive the first thing Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24. For that day, the day of the Lord, will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. And this is speaking of the anti-word instead of Christ. What is his doom? <coughs> Somebody tell me the Antichrist doom. Which we're going to get to tonight. And the Antichrist were thrown alive into the lake of fire. So the lake of fire is torture, but not incineration. It's over and over torture. It says it's utter darkness. Now, you would think, well, how can fire, if there's fire, how can it be dark? Well, let me ask you this. Jesus said he was what? The light of the world, right? And if hell is minus Jesus, then they're going to be in utter darkness. It means they're going to have no light of God. They're going to have no light of Jesus Christ. Now, it says, don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs. Heal the man doomed to destruction. the blasphemy. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God for his worship, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Something you have by Isaiah that I think you'll find interesting. I just want you to relax and take this in. Here's what Isaiah chapter 14 says. Listen to this. How you have fallen from heaven, O Morrison. Who do we know for sure? Satan. Satan cast down to the earth. In Revelation chapter 12, we saw Satan being cast out of heaven and to the earth, and he was ticked off. Because he knew that his time was short, three and a half years. He says, You have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, and these are the famous I wills of Satan, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. So in other words, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to be enthroned on the mount of assembly. 
That's where God resides. So take God's place. On the utmost heights of the sacred mountain, I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. In other words, I will rule the earth. I will make myself like the most I'm going to be God. That's Satan's plan. That was, that was Satan's um, sin when he uh, sinned against God. Let me read something else to you real quick. Listen to this. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, lament concerning the king of Tyre, and say to him, now this is a dual prophecy, and this is a, a really does apply to Satan. This is what the sovereign Lord says, okay? We're the model of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in view, even God. Every precious stone, stone adorned you. Ruby, topaz, and emerald, crystallite, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and beryl. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day that you were created, they were prepared. So this is a created being. You were anointed as a guardian cherub. And as uh, of Michael, the archangel, apparently. It says, For so I ordained you. You were on the walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God and to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before he continues on. So after we've got this, one of the heads of the beast, verse 3, seemed to have a fatal wound. So we need to find out, is that a king or president? One of the, is this a human or is this some kind of an entity? It says, but the fatal wound had been healed. Now this, if it's a person, and if this is a person, then what we've got here is we've got a counterfeit of the resurrection of Christ. That's what we've got. You see, six, counterfeit trinity. We have God the Father, God the Son, and we have God the Holy Spirit. That's the trinity, right? The ungodly trinity is we have Satan counterfeiting as God. What did he want to be? I want to be God. We have the Antichrist counterfeiting as Jesus Christ, the instead of Christ, and we're going to see the false prophet in chapter 13 counterfeiting as the Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit never seeks glory for itself, does it? People who worship the Holy Spirit are really doing wrong. They're doing, they're just doing it wrong. Because the Holy Spirit his job, his job is, he's the revealer. He's the, the say, worship. So, this false prophet we're going to see in Revelation chapter 13, he does everything in relation to the Antichrist. Everything he does is for the glory. It says here, the whole world was astonished. Why? Well, because of this resurrection. And followed the beast. 
Men worship the dragon. Men are actually going to worship Satan because he had given authority to the beast. And it's like the beast who can make war against him. The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemy, exercise his authority and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. So somewhere along the line, the world ruler is going to blaspheme God. We know that he's going to death. Jesus Christ said, remember what the prophet Daniel said about the abomination man of sin is going to erect a statue of himself in the temple, the new rebuilt temple happened before in history with Antiochus and Fifties before. Now, let's go on. It says he was given. So this is going to be a very bad, a very hard time to be a believer. It says, and he was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. So the world earth will worship all whose names have not been written in the book of life belonging to the Lamb for year. Now, what this says to me is this. God is saying, this is important, folks. Don't let this slip out. Do you know how many churches don't study prophecy? A lot. Number one, they don't take the time necessary to figure out what they're what it means. Thirty percent of the entire Bible. So if you don't study prophecy, if you don't teach prophecy, about twenty five percent of your Bible. And I think that what he's saying is he who has an ear, let him hear. Listen. Understand what's going to be going on. And this is especially important for believers that are living in the tribulation. God wants them to understand so they persevere, like it says in the in the letters to the churches. This all inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all whose names have not been written in the book of life, belonging to the land that was slain from the creation of the world. You know, this brings up a point, I'm not going to get into it tonight, but there are many books, there are several books of Christian morning dances, okay, that said this, that the Lamb's Book of Life, the and as they die without Christ, their name is blotted out of the cross. It is jail, and it issues endurance and faithfulness. I saw another beast. So we've seen the earth where demons abide, or does this mean just that earth, like earth people? It says he burned like a lamb, but he spoke like a dragon. Generally speaking, lambs don't have horns, right? and horns represent power. And as I studied today, what power? Could this beast have that would be non-Christian? Because he speaks like a dragon. Who's the dragon? Satan. The two forms, in my mind, could easily science. Okay. So this beast, this person, he he he's really a deceiver, isn't he? Because he comes out looking like a lamb, soft open lamb. But he has the two horns, 
and he speaks <coughs> like Satan. It says he exercised, verse 12, all the authority of the first beast on his behalf. Well, we just read in chapter 13 in the first part that Satan gave the first beast what? All authority, huh? Okay? All authority. You know, it's interesting because if you go back to Matthew chapter 4, when he was tempting, when Satan was tempting Jesus Christ, and it says that he took him on a high mountain and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world, right? That if you will just bow down and worship me, so we know what Satan's MO is here, he wants to be worshipped, I will give you the kingdoms of the world, for it is it has they have been not the power to give them to my Jews. Now we know there will be someone who's going to accept that Antichrist, okay? He's going to, he is going to be personally offered <coughs> the world and he's going to accept that offer okay? That is a part of it for sure. Yeah. Alright, let's keep going then. So he exercises all the authority of the first beast on his counterfeits the Holy Spirit. Okay? And he's prophetic. It says, and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose failed heal. Now, if you look at this, you know, you, don't, you really don't worship a nation. They could have made worship of themselves. The Caesars did. Look at and, and think about this just for a minute. See, we've had the privilege in the 20th century to see uh, really dictators. Okay, Saddam Hussein, Gaddafi. We see all of the dictators. What's really? They have pictures of themselves and statues of over their respective. You know why they do that? Because they're narcissistic and they want to be worshipped. Uh, in the North Korean uh, dictator, the little guy, back then, what's his name? Rocket Man. Rocket Man. His, part of his title, part of his title has worship in it. So this is not something that's strange. This happened all throughout. Look at Nimrod. A Nimrod who really did exactly against what God had said. What did God said? He said, go out into the far ends of the earth and multiply and replenish and use the beautiful things of the earth that I have given. Right? What did he do? He brought everybody in together to play the Shinar and said, let us build a tower that goes up to heaven. God's not going to flood us again. We're going to build an island. And at the top of the tower, there was to be worship. If you look at all the ziggurats, and all the towers, and all the pyramids, uh, especially in the Mayan world, and in the Incas, in there, at the top of those uh, ziggurats, or towers, a room of worship, they worship. They did your sacrifices, many of which were human, etc. So, this is not a far-fetched thing that we're reading here. In the heaven, to earth, 
in full view of men, because of the signs he was given to do on behalf of the first beast, he deceives of the earth. Now listen to what it says here. I'm going to read to you real quick. Think, just put your mind in that. Listen to what this says. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan, displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. Sorry. Listen, they perish. He gives us the exact reason why they're perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, for the reason that they refuse to love the truth and be saved, for this reason, it says, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned that do not believe the truth. The light of the wicked. The light as well. What's that? The way in the light as well. <laughs> Absolutely. It says he performed great miraculous signs. Now, Second Thessalonians calls these counterfeit miracles. So whether they're counterfeit or real, we know that it's got the power to for sure counterfeit miracles, right? And maybe even to do miracles. Because you look at Moses and you look at um, the, the, the snake. Okay? Aaron laid down his staff and it turned into a snake. So Pharaoh calls his diviners, his diviners, and says, hey, you do the same thing. And they did. So can Satan do miracles of some sort. We know for a fact he can do counterfeit miracles. He's a very powerful angel. It's very possible that he could do some miracles, but whether it's counterfeit or real, the people of the earth believe. Okay? Yes? Uh, right in that timetable, he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for the 42 months. What part of it? The tribulation is that. The last. The last part. Yeah. The first part of the tribulation begins, okay, it begins with the signing of the peace treaty, okay, with Israel. The Antichrist uh, uh, signs the peace treaty with Israel. The midpoint of the tribulation is when we see Satan, okay, consolidate his power in this one world government with the Antichrist as head. And the middle of the tribulation will also bring about that abomination of desolation where Satan sets up the image, or the false prophet sets up the image in the temple. Let's read on. It says in verse 14, because of the signs, this false prophet, because of the sin. Now you don't set up an image of a nation, do you? You set up an image of a person. I don't know what the image of the nation would be. It says here, he was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast 
so that it could speak and cause all refused who refused to worship the image to be killed. He also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or forehead. So he's going he's to brand his followers. Someone could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. His calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast or his man's number. His number is 666. Now, in many manuscripts, okay, let me give you another five minutes with you, okay? Because I think you'll find this interesting. In many manuscripts, uh, uh, Bible manuscripts, okay, the number six is one of the, like what we just read. And if you add up in uh, Gematria, you assign, that assigns numbers to letters, okay? And in the Aramaic, if you take the number 666, the name Nero adds up to 666, the Nero. Now, this would make sense, in a way, because John was privy to Nero's rule, right? Now, Nero died in 68 AD. He died of a wound by a sword. The Antichrist is going to be wounded by the sword. It's interesting because Nero, of course, committed suicide when he found out that he was about ready to be executed. Many have not shown the number 666, but have shown the number 616. Okay? When you add up in Latin, Gematria, the number 616, it adds up to Nero, Caesar Nero. So it's interesting that both of those add up to Nero. Now, there was a rumor that went around uh, during this time that Nero had really not died, and that he was going to come back. You know, it's interesting. Tell me who the two people in the Bible who are called sons of perdition. Name two people. Come on. Antichrist is one. Who's the other? Judas Iscariot, son of perdition. Wouldn't it be interesting if the spirit of Nero or the spirit of Judas was somehow brought back into the Antichrist and into this false prophet? It says in the Bible that they went. In fact, it's interesting that Judas Iscariot, you remember when the Bible says that Satan entered him? Satan entered him. So he was indwelled by Satan, which proves to me that he was not a believer in the first place. Okay? And of course, the Antichrist is going to be indwelled by Satan. So, some interesting philosophies there. So, the 666 number. I look at that too as the unholy trinity. Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet imitating God's holy trinity. 
You see, this whole thing, what is what is delusion? What is counterfeit? It's deception, isn't it? It's all deception. And the Bible says that during these times, deception will be rampant. And you know what? We're seeing it today, aren't we? You know, how... What did I see the other day? Uh, I was looking at one of my favorite shows, which is like... Uh, uh, where they, they go to, it's, it's called Caribbean, where they go to the, these Caribbean islands, and there's uh, a couple, and they, they're looking to buy a home, and, and she shows them three or four homes, and, and every time that I look at that show, I said, I want to <laughs> Right? Well, they had two gay men, um, and they were looking for a home. I mean, before I could turn the channel, one of them gave the other a kiss oh. on the lips. And I'm like, I wouldn't even tell you what I was thinking. That so program what I'm saying was, is this. That program was either selling islands or selling mansions. And I saw that too and turned it off too. Did you? Yeah. Deception. The world around us is being deceived into thinking. Many ways toward God. Think of the politician. Think about how people think about politicians. If a charismatic person came on the scene, good looking, made a peace treaty with Israel and its neighbors, that would be miraculous in and of itself, was a good orator like Apollo, was well versed in the affairs. Let me tell you, the world would cozy right up here. Gutenberg of Germany. Uh, Gutenberg of Germany. Yeah. He's the leader of this one world order movement. He says Trump has set him back 10 years because he shook everything up so badly. But he's trying hard to get it back. Yeah. And he's really charismatic and really careful how he speaks. Is that about someone like me? He was a nothing nobody, a starving artist, thought he was, thought he was a, a writer, and he, he, he was really a failure. And yet, an almost an entire nation ended up virtually worshiping him. And he was part Jew. He had that whole history erased out of his. He had the whole calendar that he was born in and he had it erased off the map. He used it for an artillery ring. Anyway, well, if I if I think of some more stuff out of Revelation 13, we'll do Revelation 13 next week. If not, I'm on Revelation 14. Okay. Thank you, Father, for your word and for everything, Lord. And thank you that you, you at least give us enough understanding to be able to recognize the signs of our times, Lord. And we thank you for that. Lord, we pray that you'll the light and witness our neighbors, our family, our fellow workers, and our fellow uh, humans, Lord. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This Sunday's Easter.